You're listening to Lloyd's and Lincoln with your hosts, Ramel Lloyd Sr. and Ramel Lloyd Jr. All right, welcome back into Lloyd's and Lincoln here on Ticket Weekend on 93.7 The Ticket, TicketFM.com. I'm Harrison Arnes, wishing the ones and twos. we got host of Lloyd's and Lincoln, Ramel Lloyd Sr. here with us, and special guest, head coach of the G League Ignite, Jason Hart. And again, he's brought to you on the Allo VIP line, brought to you by Allo Fiber, where we understand the importance of exceptional service with local hearts. So again, shout out to Allo for sponsoring us. Uh, And again, great service. If you're not using Allo and Lincoln, I I won't uh, name the other competitors, but you're making a mistake, to say the least. Allo's definitely a way to go. But we'll bring Jason Hart back in here. And over the break, me and Ramel were talking a little bit. we're just impressed with Scoot Henderson overall, and I'm really curious kind of what your experience with him was like because the Summer League, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself because you don't want to take two games from the Summer League and just kind of run with it. But what I saw in that short amount of time is it looks like he can pretty much go around anyone. Uh, he's built like a man already. Kind of coming in there, you notice that right away was his build, but he plays with pace as well but not out of control. I I don't want to say a guy like CP3, but almost facets of his game. Despite being that big already, definitely plays with a bit of control. So I just kind of want to ask, what was your experience like coaching Scoot Henderson, and was there anything that just jumped out about you uh, right away? Well, he has uh, elite-level athleticism. Mm-hmm. You know, when, to be that young, he was built like that at 17. So for me, to, to, to be that young and being able to c- contribute at the pro level and his first couple of games in the G League before he got into the scouting court, he had like 30, 30 yeah. and 31. Mm-hmm. But it was that and his level of focus and his maturity. But a lot of people forget, like, as the draft process went on throughout the, before the draft, you know, Brandon Miller and Victor Wembanyama. But Scoot had been playing pro ball for two years. And so what we preach at Ignite, with, at Ignite, what I preach is one of my methods is it doesn't matter the number on the left side of your name where you get drafted. It's a matter – if you're going to be ready when you get there. Mm-hmm. And so his two years in playing pro ball, um, I guarantee like in three years when those, when those guys get those max contracts, he'll be up there with those guys as well. So went to the right fit. I'm a point guard. He went from my hands right to Chauncey Billups. Mm-hmm. So I think that's going to help him moving forward with his development because he's, he's playing for coaches that played his position. Now you get Chauncey Billups, who's a – champion and, and, and a former finals MVP. So he, he landed in the right hands. Absolutely. And then the next guy that I want to get into before we kind of go back to some of you guys' past is Leonard Miller. Um, we talked to him a little bit before uh, Six foot ten man out of Canada, international game, power forward, small forward. is kind of where the mold you had to kind of place him in. What was that development of a guy like that? Because you said it took a little bit to kind of get him uh, to necessarily move to those positions so he gets to the next level. But what did you see in him and what made that move make sense? Like if you're going to get to the next level, you know, let's put you in the small forward, power forward position. Yeah, well, in high school, he played point guard. Mm-hmm. So, like, well, I don't know if the NBA is going to draft you a point guard. And so what I was talking to, when I mentioned earlier was relationship building. Like, I'm not coaching these young men as if I was Phil Jackson and they are who they are. It's like we got to build a real relationship, a bond, and we we communicate as, like, um, we're friends and, and I'm big brother, you little brother. So it's not like you got to do this. It's you trust me and understand. And so that's how we had him get the switch from, point guard to small four or power four because that's where you're going to get drafted at. And I think with his guard skills, being that he's that tall, it can translate when he rebounds. And so 
I just told him if you want to push the ball up the court, I don't have no problem. Just get every rebound. Yeah. So he averaged 12 rebounds. And him averaging the rebounds is what got him drafted. Absolutely. Uh, and then real quick before, one last question about your G League players. One more about Scoot Henderson because he's going to have uh, some chances for spotlight. And the reason I'm asking about him is because he's going to have a pretty clear road to get some playing time. On the Portland Trailblazers, you know, what are you expecting for him that's going to stick right away? That's something that he can enter into the NBA today and that skill's already polished enough that we're going to see that game one, game two, game three. Well, explosiveness and speed, two things you can't teach. Mm -hmm. So he has an ability to get by um, who's in front of him. And that's a, that's a high-level asset for NBA because when he gets by, um, he can collapse the defense and kick out for shots. So he can do that constantly. And that's, some, that's the one thing he can do. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to see it. I think that, that the rookie of the year race overall is just going to be yeah. incredible. Because uh, Harrison's a big fan over. He, he's a fan <laughs> of, of Scoot. Uh, yeah, I think I, probably he'd probably end up being a better player in yeah. his draft over the long haul. We talked about it over the break, <laughs> but uh, you know, there's a lot of hype for Victor Wembanyama. But when I sat down to watch it and got to see Scoot Henderson firsthand. You know, I, I had to do a little bit of reevaluation. I'm like, okay, who's this guy? And when he he's going to be, I'll say it this way: the Portland Trailblazers. That's going to be a league pass team, say the least. Yeah, that's yeah. where I'm at with them. Well, they got some they got some great young talent up mm -hmm. there too to go along with them. It's it's, it's going to be fun. Both of those guys, the, obviously, the first two top picks are extremely extremely talented and unique in their own right. You know, in their own way, um, and they're they're both going to be special, uh, in my opinion, uh, moving down the line. But uh, let's. We talked a little bit about some of the, the guys that you coached, Jay, and you know the G League. But we kind of skipped the whole deal because I mean, look, we only got an hour in the show. I mean, I know, me and Jay's gonna three. be over here talking. <laughs> you know, this show could be two days long. <laughs> you know, but I just kind of want to go back a little bit because you know we talked about you as a coach and you know how you built yourself up as a developer of young talent. And you know, I, was, I mentioned uh, your high school coach, and I think that was—I think your first year in high school. I want to believe you just got a, cha a city championship, uh, and first year of coaching, and then I believe you went right to Pepperdine. I want to say after that, uh, and then you spent a ton of time at USC uh, in, in California, and of course USC has been known lately for getting a lot of top young players coming in there as of recent and Jason Hart has been uh you know instrumental in building and help building that program over there so uh, I want you to Jay just to touch on a little bit uh you know about your USC days uh some of the talent that you've coached some of the talent that you've brought in and transition us into uh how the G League Ignite became uh uh where you at now and in your future so yeah um when I re when I Completed my basketball playing days, I knew I wanted to get into coaching. And so the best way for me to do that was to not skip, ste skip steps. Mm -hmm. You know, start off in the AAU in 2011, coaching mm -hmm. a, a smaller AAU program and then getting a job at Taft, Pepperdine, SC. Um, I, I just wanted to be get my feet back on the ground to where I was at. I needed to learn the community, mm -hmm. learn the, the nuances of, of this whole basketball game, and that's allowed me to, to continue my journey and my path. I thought USC was a great stepping stone for me in learning how to recruit a certain level of talent, but not only that, developing that talent and, and seeing that, you know, some of the talent that you're, draft, you're recruiting is starting to get drafted. Mm -hmm. And so when the Ignite deal opened up, um, the job wasn't even for me, Rock. I think when mm -hmm. um, Sharif called me, 
because Brian Shaw, who's the first head coach, left and went to the Clippers. Yeah. Sharif called me and asked me, did I know any candidates? And I was like, <laughs> I gave a few names. I gave a few names. Uh-huh. Then I called back like me. <laughs> so, uh, that's how I worked. So I interviewed for the job. I had a great presentation. Um, and that's how I got the job. And me being getting that job, it was predicated on me being at USC, being recruiting, because I'm still in the streets yeah, recruiting. Not absolutely. in the streets, but now I go to France. I've been to Africa recruiting. So mm-hmm. now it's the same thing looking for that level of talent in the USC um, helped me prepare for that job. And people always ask me, do I want to go back to college or want to do this? I'm just having fun what I'm doing Where now. Where you at? And I want to leave, I want to leave this job. When I leave it, I want to make it a desirable job for the next person coming in. Absolutely. That's what I'm doing. Absolutely. Yeah. That, that, that's outstanding. It's an outstanding journey. I'm surprised knowing you, you didn't say you first before you, uh, <laughs> I think you was just trying to be modest and give him a couple names at first, but I already know you. I didn't, because right, I was so brainwashed. <laughs> College had me brainwashed. And I kind of got bitter, I can admit it, because I was waiting to get a head coaching uh, job. Yes, in college. I know. I remember. And, I remember. Yeah, and, and for us as assistants, the college world, we teach our players to aim high, but we teach the assistant coaches to aim low. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not going to get Syracuse. You're going to get right, to start to no start disrespect. off. Yeah. So I got tired of that mindset. Like I'm, I'm done with somebody dictating where I'm going with my dreams and what I'm doing. So I'm gonna go make a left. And I'm not mad at y'all. I was mad at me for staying in that environment too long. Got you. Yeah, makes sense. That's why I left. Yeah, I, I, I remember. Uh Oh, I got lost here. No, you're good. Uh, As you puts his mic back in there. Uh, Real quick, one question while he gets back set up. You know, was coaching something that you always envisioned yourself doing down the road in life, or when that you know? vision to become uh you know a head coach not just an assistant but i want to be you know the head coach of a program and i have tremendous faith in myself that i can do this well i've only played two positions my whole life um for those that don't know i, I played pop warner football so i played quarterback mm-hmm. so i was always leading calling the plays telling people where to go and then point guard so i i, I it's been a coach by nature to lead and, you know, for any player, you always want to get a chance to lead to show what you have. So mm-hmm. I just think that that was the next step. I knew I wanted to coach before I stopped playing basketball. And so I just had to go through my own little personal journey. And I've been having a blast ever since. Yeah, that's outstanding. Jay, can you can you give us uh, uh, some notable names that you, you know, ran across during your recruiting process? So your, it's part when you were recruiting uh, – if you got them or if you didn't get them. Or... Let's just start off with USC. I mean, it was just so much talent yeah. that you guys brought in there. Just, you know, give the fans uh, a little well, bit of who that who they are. Well, my first my first recruit ever that committed to me under my time at USC was a guy named Chemezi Metu. He's going yes, into his sixth year in the NBA this year. Yes, Very sir. proud because the, 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 the idea of him being a pro was far-fetched. People didn't think he could become one. And so – that he he kind of solidified me in the basketball world as an talent evaluator. Yes, but my most important recruit was a guy that was ranked maybe 200. Mm-hmm. His name was De'Anthony Melton. Yes, sir. Um, De'Anthony yes, sir. Melton was a second round pick out of USC, and he starts for Philadelphia 76 right now in the day. Um, and so he was the one where people told me that this guy. So <laughs> yeah. it's funny that. <laughs> He's making eight million now, and next summer he'll be a free agent. I'm pretty sure that's gonna go up. So he was kind of my most important. And then all the rest of the guys, the Benny Bowrights, Don Yeko mm-hmm. Gonkus, uh, the Jordan Ushers, Jonah Matthews, Nick Rokosovich, 
um, Boogie Ellis, Reese Dixon. Um, these are some of the guys that their families entrusted me with their with their kids' dreams, and that's what we are um, as assistant coaches. We're responsible for their dreams, and we can't get we can't recruit kids and get them there, and then act like we don't know that the dream was important prior to. Yeah. So I took pride in that and staying with them through the good times and bad, because my spill rock was I'm never leaving L.A. So mm -hmm. you can catch me at the grocery store, <laughs> yeah, the mall. Yeah. I'm always, I'm, I'm, I'm never gonna run from a parent who has a disagreement, and that's what I prided myself on. And I knew that my son would come up one day. I just wanted to give those parents the same level of respect, hopefully that I would get it returned with my son when he got to college. Oh yeah, that's 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 outstanding. That's outstanding. You gotta do to others as you want them to do to you, basically. No, right. and I tried to put that in the world, yeah. praying that the boomerang would come back. Right. You know. Absolutely. Yeah. Has it coming back? Or, oh, we, <laughs> maybe we talk about that off the air. But uh, but yeah, just going into going back into that. I know we kind of just jumping all over the place, but uh, you know, this this show here is kind of designed. We just having a good Sunday conversation in the morning we don't have nothing script we don't got nothing written down or what we want to do we just want the fans to get a little glimpse of our life here in Lincoln so um, I'm going to jump all over the place because I, I could do that uh, <laughs> uh, I want to move back a little bit to you being uh, the position that you've been as, as a coach uh, and also being a dad in the basketball world whereas both of us did the same things we coached our kids we, we've trained our kids uh, and what kind of how does that affect how did that affect your relationship with you and Jay uh, coming up as you you know you're in this high position high power as a basketball coach but yet you're still dad right and you're still trying to make sure your son dreams are are lived as well so how does that affect how did that affect your relationship with your son? Well, I always made it a priority to never talk about players in front of my son because I love you more than them Absolutely. first and foremost still to this day. Um, and so I always help support his dream. Now, obviously, you know, they're playing basketball, so you're going to coach them for their own dreams, too. Come mm -hmm. on. You know, it got to be a little dictatorship, too, because they're just not going to make it by them being able to do what they want to do. So I always separate the two. Now that he's a 20-year-old young man, our relationship is good. He moved with me to Vegas two months to train. We got was able to get our bond back. But this your journey, and I support you. And I'm only going to call you with encouraging letters because you already got enough pressure. Absolutely. So um, um, I wanted to make sure that he know that I love you regardless. Um, I made it for you. So don't put that pressure on yourself. Go out and have Absolutely. fun and just enjoy this time of your life. Because, Rock, you know, these young men, they put themselves under so much pressure. Yeah. It can eat them up inside. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't want to add to that. And so um, I just have to separate the two. Wasn't always the best at it. But yeah. now, at, at this age, it ain't never too late to correct it. Uh, absolutely. I mean, you, you've been around me a lot, you know, with raising uh, Ramel the same way. And you know, we've had some tough times. You know, I'm tough on him. I always was really no tough question. on him. And, I, you know, I demanded and expected a lot from him because he expected that from himself. Um, so as a young at a young age, like Ramel would tell you as well, it, you know, it was times where, you know, we beefing and we fighting and all of that stuff. But like you just said, um, you know, that now that they're young men, you know, like now it's just I'm all here for encouragement. Like, yo, I'm your dad. I love you no matter what. Uh, and I'm here for support. Like people always ask me, like, are you in the gym with Mel still? Are you still? Well, you know, I'm not his primary trainer. You know, I go in the gym and mess around with him a little bit, but I'm just more here for support. Now everything we do as a team. 
right? We'll right. we'll talk, say, hey, he'll be like, your pops, what do you think about this? I probably need to do this, and then we'll we'll collaborate together with this stuff. So, anyway, um, we got a break coming up here. I'm getting the signs here. Yeah, we'll throw it to break yeah. right now. I think that's a good point to leave off on. We got one more segment. It'll be a short one, about five minutes, with head coach of the G League Ignite, Jason Hart. We've got the host from Mel Lloyd Sr. of Lloyd's and Lincoln, as always, right here on 93.7 The Ticket, ticketfm.com. We'll be back in a little bit.